Hey, well, welcome again to Wednesdays in the Word. I'm Dr. Stan, and uh, just so glad to be able to share some thoughts with you from the Word of God. I've been focusing a bit on the Kingdom of God. and Now, last week you might have missed a session because we, we had to run a, an old one, because frankly, I just didn't want to do something for Thanksgiving, because, you know, it's Thanksgiving. But anyway, we're back on track, and uh, this will be the next to last one that I'm going to do on the kingdom of God for now, and this is on joy. Uh, you know, we know the kingdom. I mean, if you know, if, look, if you're not living right, righteousness is not a part of your life, you're not going to have a lot of peace. And if you don't have peace, which really is, is, is kind of that tranquil place where in the midst of whatever's going on, you still have the the, the abiding presence of God. Well, I mean, really, that is the, that's the place from which joy can spring. But we know that joy is an essential part of life in the kingdom. In other words, you know, uh, I mean, if you're in the kingdom of God, which means you're born again, born from above, God's spirit lives within you. You're a part of the family of God. Your sins have been forgiven you for his name's sake. You know, all of those things are a reality in your life, and therefore you're in the family, you're in the kingdom. And if you're in the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy should kind of flow, if you will, out of your life. I mean, finding joy right now is not really that easy. I mean, we're seeing an incredible spike in the coronavirus, and though there's a certain amount of hope and expectation that a vaccine is on its way, we don't know if that's going to make a huge difference. And, you know, I mean, are they going to shut down the economy? How's that going to affect church life? I mean, ah, it's just strange times in which we live. And yet, in the middle of that, we recognize that You know, again, our president is not Lord, but Jesus is Lord, and he rules from heaven with his 12 apostles, and we, you know, we in here in the earth are able to live a life with an expectation that his kingdom is come and will come, and his will is being done and will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so part of that, we should expect joy. Now, now for me, sometimes it's, it's really important, I think, to, to, to say things, do things, maybe even watch things that help to produce that real sense of joy again. Joy for our salvation, joy for the good things of God. We'll talk more about that in just a moment. But, you know, especially this time of the year, every year I will pull up on YouTube or I'll sometimes we'll see it on regular television the uh, depiction of Ebenezer Scrooge in a Christmas carol but it's not just any version because a lot of the versions they they really wash out the scriptural part and the the the, uh, the redemptive themes if you will within the movie but especially the Alistair Sims uh, version 1951 a Christmas carol I like the colorized version. You can look at it in black and white. But I love the section right after he wakes up from the last dream when he sees that, you know, he's in the grave and nobody cares. Well, he wakes up and he realizes he's alive. (laughs) You know, that he has a second chance. And, you know, the first scene after that is his uh, housekeeper 
you know, he goes a little crazy, you know, with her, with his hair and laughing and stands on his head. And then he, he goes to the window and asks the kid to go get the biggest turkey and send it to the Cratchit house. And, and then the, the next scene, he's, he's in his office and Bob Cratchit shows up a little bit late and a little bit maybe hungover, I guess, from, from Christmas celebration. And Scrooge tries to be, you know, mean and he just can't help himself. And he's just so filled with laughter and joy and happiness. And he says, you know, I just don't deserve this, but I can't help myself. I just can't help myself. You know, that to me is such a wonderful picture of someone being born again. You know, at the end of this, we're going to have a little link, we're going to hope to lay it in there, that takes you to that very scene. I'd love for you to look at that because I tell you, it, it just inspires me. This is what someone who has truly been born again should look like. Kind of crazier in the hoot owl, but full of the joy of the Lord. I just want to share some thoughts on joy and its importance. We know that, that Jesus is our joy. And really, Jesus, and in the writings of John the Apostle, John wrote in more than one, one place that he wanted our joy to be full by experiencing his joy. Uh, uh, John, I mean, we don't see a whole lot of negative characteristics in John, but we know he was one of the sons of thunder. He probably had quite a bit of a temper and fought and all that kind of stuff. He was a fisherman. So he probably had issues. He probably, like the average, you know, military person, spoke Navy fluently or spoke fisherman fluently. I, I have no doubt that somewhere along the line, though, he, he embraced all who Jesus was and, and he experienced the forgiveness of sins in his life, he experienced the empowerment and presence of the Holy Spirit. What he wanted more than anything else for the church in his day and, and in, through his writings, even down to this day, is for us to have that same sense of joy, the joy of the Lord in our lives. We know that joy comes because we have been justified. We have been made right. And I don't know about you, but I mean, yes, we should be thankful but our thanksgiving should eventually lead to an expression of joy, of laughter, of, of I can't believe that God would forgive a rotten sinner like me, but thank God that he has. I mean, our joy comes because we have been justified. Our joy comes because, you know, we are no longer condemned. We're not judged. There is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And that's such a wonderful statement. And it ought to fill us with joy. We know that the joy of the Lord really speaks about the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God abiding in Christ and being filled with the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk more about Holy Spirit in our next Wednesday in the Word. You know, when Jesus was born, the angels proclaimed good tidings of great joy. And it was for all the earth, it's for all people at all times because Christ has come. I mean, it was attested in Mary's song in, in Luke chapter 1, verse 47. And John's response to hearing Mary's voice is he leapt for joy in his mother's womb. 
Jesus exemplified, of course, joy in his ministry. Yes, he was, it does say he was a, a man of sorrows acquainted with grief, but he also was filled with incredible joy, especially, I think, when, he, when people were healed, when the miraculous happened. I mean, when all of those things that Jesus did, when people got him, received the message, I believe with all of my heart that he was filled with joy and would have expressed that in times of, of laughter, etc. In Nehemiah, we know that uh, because of the repentant Israelites, that the joy of the Lord became their very strength. I mean, you know, in that time, uh, Ezra preaches a message, shares with them about the, the law that they violated, and they begin to weep. And he said, wait a minute, you don't get it. It's the wrong response. I, I know that there's troubles. I know that things don't look like they should be, but God is in charge. He's, he's taking care of this thing. It's going to be all right. It, the expression that we need to have is one of joy. And the joy of the Lord is truly our strength. We know that joy is a big part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Love and joy and peace. And all of that is to be a part of our daily life experience. The joy of the Lord, the gladness of heart that God has given to us is something that needs to be expressed as a part of our faith. Our faith is really in the victory that has already been won. You know, we're not worried about the victory that's yet to come because the yet-to-come victory has already been won. It was won when Christ came out of the grave. I mean, think about that for a moment. What joy, what rapture that must have been for the Father to see his own Son come up out of that grave. I mean, to triumph over death and to do it for all of mankind. Think of the joy. I mean, it was a little crazy for them, but the joy that eventually filled the heart of the apostles when they saw that Jesus was alive, that he is alive, that he lives forevermore, and that because of our faith in him, we also live forevermore. I mean, the joy of the Lord is an expression of our faith in all that God has done. His death, his burial, his resurrection, his ascension, his enthronement, and the fact that as a royal priesthood, we are also enthroned with him in the heavenlies in Christ Jesus. I mean, these are things to be joyful about. That's why, you know, when I, this Christmas season, I'll be singing joyful, joyful, we adore thee. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Not is coming, the Lord is come. Let the earth rejoice. You know, this is a time, listen, I know things are crazy and it's, you know, I mean, we heard today of some friends that have gotten the COVID virus and we're, we're praying for their healing and restoration. We know people who've lost loved ones and you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a crazy time, but in the midst of the crazy, God is here with us. We have his righteousness. It's been provided to us in Christ by the precious blood of Jesus. We have his peace. We don't have to worry about. I mean, the worst day of our life is the best day of our life. The worst day is when we die. The best day is when we die because we go to be with the Lord. Come on. What do we really have to worry about? Well, I know a lot of things, but... 
But really? Why not embrace his righteousness? Why not embrace his peace? And why not express the joy of the Lord? Because as you express it, and maybe share some joyful memories with some of the people that you work with and minister with and live with, maybe as you do that, you'll also re-experience some of the joy that gives us the strength to endure in these difficult times. I just am so convinced that the joy of the Lord is a big part of what Christmas time is all about. We remember all that Christ has done. We remember the, the virgin birth. We remember, you know, we'll read from Luke chapter 2 the story of his birth and all of that. But, you know, we understand that, that really it's all about the death, burial, resurrection, the finished work of Christ, and the fact that God so loved the world that he sent his Son that whoever believes will not perish but have eternal life. Hey, it's just an honor to share these thoughts with you. I trust that these Wednesdays in the Word will be a continued blessing to you. Keep looking for them. And, uh, you know, drop us an email. Let us know that you're watching. God bless you. Check us out on the web at drstandicoven.org. You can also see vision.edu, booksbyvision.org. God bless.